0: I hope they remember you. That's a quote from Thanos from Avengers Infinity War. Oh, you know, just the movie that broke all the records for biggest opening weekend of all time. And that's only week one. We'll see how much Avengers keeps making. And speaking of Avengers, Jess and I have our reactions to Infinity War on episode 53 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome everyone to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek,
1: and I'm another one of your hosts, Jessica Quaz.
0: And wow, it's it, it happened uh, last episode. You heard us talking about it, our predictions, our preview. But Jess, Avengers: Infinity War, Marvel's 19th film, everything built up to this. What it it, it happened?
1: It happened. I mean, at the end of our last episode, I think I said something to you like, I'll see you on the other side. And that's like what I feel. I feel like I <laughs> went through this intense journey and like now I'm changed a little bit because of it. And now we're like on a, at a new place in in our world. I don't know. It was mind blowing and wild and just just a ride. It was crazy. It was so crazy.
0: Yes. So, um, before we get started, I just want to give plenty, plenty of warning. Guys, we are going to be spoiling and just talking all about Avengers Infinity War. Um, so if you haven't seen it or you do not care about spoilers, this is your official spoiler warning. We just wanted to let everyone know, um, go see it and then come on back and listen to this episode. And, um, if you haven't seen it yet, Please listen to episode 52 of the podcast. Jess and I chatted all about what we thought was going to happen. We had theories. We were guessing who was going to die. Jess gave us a lesson on the Infinity Stones. We got to meet Gammy Quaz, uh, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) And we also introduced your future husband, Tampa 10.
1: (laughs) There was a lot. A lot happened on the last episode. And yes, if you have not seen it yet... Go listen, even if you have seen it. Go listen and listen to our whole catalog of episodes. Why not? Go do it. Listen again. Tell your family and your friends about us. Just keep listening. It's fine.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, but it, I, I think it's it'll be interesting to uh, uh, like look uh, to listen to that episode again and uh, like just remember all the things that we were guessing, all the uh, um, people we thought would die or things we thought could happen. And uh, Jess, uh, we could revisit uh, the uh, boo, it's not looking good for you (laughs) on the Death Watch.
1: (laughs) I thought that so many times because there were so many like almost murder moments. And there's a lot of intense, tense times where I was like, boo, like watch your back. It's not looking good. (laughs) And then little did I know it was not looking good for half of the team. (sighs) <sighs> but we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that yes.
0: later. we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. Uh, before we get started, uh, we're gonna start doing uh, some plugs real quick. If you haven't seen yet, Entertainment Buffet is putting on its second theater, second theatrical production. It is a night of four short plays, all sci-fi fantasy comedy related it's coming up in june guys so go ahead and get your tickets stage 773.com the show is called out of this world And it's going to be a lot of fun show. Rehearsals have been going uh, really well. Uh, We recently had a fundraiser where we previewed one of the scenes. It got a great reaction. Um, But, yeah, please uh, follow us on Instagram. We recently uh, created an Instagram at Entertainment Buffet. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Entertain Buffet. And you keep all the updates. And like I said, Go buy your tickets. We're only doing four shows in June. It is two Thursdays and two Sundays, June 14th, 17th, 21st, and 24th. Get your tickets now. Limited supply on those tickets. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, one other thing to quick plug on Entertainment Buffet. We've been releasing every other Thursday uh, new episodes of the web show uh plan b the series uh currently there are five episodes released there's five more coming out uh over the next couple months so please check those out guys it's a project that we've been looking on for a long time and just uh stay tuned for more updates on for out of this world and all other stuff entertainment buffet related before we get into Infinity War, do we want to do just a quick uh, chat about other things we've been watching this week? Is there anything else you've been watching besides Infinity War?
1: Yeah, so for TV, like I mentioned the last episode, I was re-watching season one of Westworld and The Handmaid's Tale. Well, season two has just started for both shows, so I watched the premieres of both. And I don't know if you saw the premiere of Westworld... But I did not I did. need to rewatch season one at all, like at all, I because it goes in it's now in such a completely different direction that almost majority of what happened in season one is just void. Like it doesn't really matter, but I love it. It's going in such a way that I wasn't expecting. Um, I was expecting a lot of intensity, but not to that degree, so I'm really into it. Same with The Handmaid's Tale. It both shows just came back with like full force. Both are incredible. If you're not watching them yet, you really should be. Um, so for TV, that's been like what I've been focusing on. It was two really amazing, amazing shows coming back.
0: Yes, uh, I did see the premiere of Season 2 of Westworld. I have not seen Episode 2 that, at the time we are recording this, just uh, came out uh, uh, about a day or so ago. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. And other shows I've been keeping up with on a weekly basis, uh, both on HBO, Silicon Valley, and... uh, Barry which is Bill Hader's new series um it's about a, he's a hitman who starts taking acting classes <laughs> so it's it's a very interesting comedy it also has uh uh Henry Winkler as the acting teacher um it's it's pretty funny uh so check out Barry or Silicon Valley on HBO um but, yeah, I uh, that I also, the only thing I've really watched, uh, just is I watched the first episode of Season 2 of Jessica Jones. Have you watched any Jessica Jones at all?
1: Yeah, I'm all caught up. I actually just finished Season 2, I think, like last week. It took me a while to get through Season 2. Um, I don't want to say too much because you just started Season 2. Um, <laughs> but I... Yeah, never mind. I just won't say anything. But yeah, yeah we'll talk I later mean,
0: about that. <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard any spoilers, but like some people were just saying, like, oh, it's not as good as season one, and you know, I I think I I, I delayed. It. It's funny. I have a weird relationship with Netflix shows. If I don't watch it like the opening week and binge it all. I feel like I just put it off and then, like, I just see so many other shows coming out that I just get, like, intimidated and, uh, like, I'm already watching other stuff. So uh, I, I finally started Jessica Jones season two, but I'm looking forward to uh, watching the rest. But uh, as far as movies, I haven't really. Um, honestly, the only thing I've been watching the last week or two was. In anticipation for Avengers Infinity War, I rewatched Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the first Avengers, and the second Avengers, uh, those of which I watched the day of, so I saw Avengers Infinity War opening night on Thursday, the 26th, and I finished early in the morning the first Avengers, and then went over to my friend's uh, Geneva to uh, as her name, and we watched Avengers two like literally up until we had to leave for the theater to go see Infinity War. So um, yeah, uh, Jess, should we not waste any more time? Should we just dive right in to Avengers Infinity War and our reactions?
1: Let's get into it. There is a lot to be discussed because a lot happened in this movie, but yes. I will say, even though, because a lot happened, because it was so jam-packed, it did not feel like a a two-and-a-half-hour movie to me at all. It felt like it flew by. As soon as I was done, I was ready to watch it again because so much happened that it was, like, really hard to process every single detail, and all of it was just so exciting I laughed, I, I kind of cried a little bit, like I, w- I was excited, I was nervous. It was just a full ride, like literally a full roller coaster. Um, so I feel like we got a lot to discuss.
0: Yes. Um, so just in case, for whatever reason you missed, this is the last final spoiler warning. Um, if you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War, we're going to get right into it. So uh, I don't want to ruin it for you. Pause this podcast Go watch it and then come on back and listen to this episode. But, uh, Jess, yeah, sounded like you had a fun time like I did. Uh, bef- but before I get started, I actually have a guest with me. Um, if you'd like to uh, get your opinion, uh, Gammy Quaz, everyone. Gammy Quaz, uh, she also saw Avengers Infinity War. Um, would you like to welcome oh, Gammy Quaz onto the show?
1: Yeah, Gam- Gammy Quaz, what did you think about Infinity War?
0: Uh, well, 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 my dear infinity war it's holy fuck it was something else i there has been many accomplishments in my life i i I graduated from columbia i married my my lovely uh deceased husband tambatan um and we've had grandchildren but there is nothing like the uh spring of 2018 when i laid my eyes on avengers infinity war it is just three hours of marvel action and well oh, i cried more than i did on my wedding day and uh boy I, I i don't want to get too much into it right now because i may have a heart attack so let me uh, i should probably go take a nap
1: Yes, I mean, Grammy Quaz, that sounds like a lot for you. So let's just like retire you for the day. But Grammy Quaz, everyone. Oh Grammy my God. Quas. Uh,
0: so glad wow. she can make it today. Uh, wow, Gammy Quaz. you said
1: she'd be making appearances later, but I didn't know it was. Oh, like she that! Had, to give her a little review. Yeah,
0: like she kept knocking on my door with her walker, and was like, "I need to talk about this." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, I'll let you on." Um, <laughs> so, she got her little 15 seconds of fame. But uh, yeah, uh, let me just second everything that Gammy Quaz said. This movie is crazy. Like 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 you said, there was a lot to process. Um, so many people were worried about spoilers. Um, so many things uh happening um i mean the runtime was one of the longest marvel movies i think with credits it was probably like i think it was saying two hours and 40 minutes uh like it was whoo it was beefy but the crazy thing is it needed to be beefy because guys there's like 50 fucking characters so some of the times like some people have been complaining like oh the runtime was ridiculous i'm like You also complained that some of the characters weren't in it enough. If you made the movie shorter, they would have been in it less. So uh, I think the Russo brothers... uh, I want to give credit to the Russo brothers who directed it, but also the writers uh, who they were... Same with the Russo brothers. They were the guys who uh, wrote uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, and... um, Let's see. And Captain America, the first Avenger. So I want to give them credit because this was an undertaking. (laughs) This was literally 10 years of Marvel movies where they had all these freaking characters spanning all these different separate mini little franchises inside of this giant franchise. But, like, I felt so satisfied after leaving it. it. It was... Someone was, like, asking me, like, just brief thoughts, like, without spoilers. Like, oh, what did I think? I mean, like, honestly, so much happened, like, nonstop. And it wasn't just action the whole time. There were dramatic moments. There were character stuff happening. uh, There was plenty, (laughs) plenty of action, both on Earth and in space and all these different planets. Uh, you, You got to see all pretty much all your favorite characters except for only, like, a select couple. And uh, like all Marvel movies, it was funny. (laughs) I was cracking up. I don't know how they do this.
1: So even though the runtime was like for an eternity, I was (laughs) never like bored once. I was, well, that's a lie. When Gwyneth Palsher was on the screen, I was a little bored because I kind (laughs) of think she's the worst. But that was for like five seconds of the whole movie. She was in one scene. Right, she was, like, a blurp. But, like, you know, she was, like, there, and she's, like, you know, still her very, like, boring character. So, like, that was the only time where I was, like, oh okay, they could have cut this out. I'm really bored right now. But that, even alone, was, like, a five-second thing. So, I really am not complaining too much. But, yeah, I got, like, I... Feel like I am still processing everything that happened and then as I am processing everything that happened I remember things that I forgot had happened because I've been focusing on everything else. like it's just like so many different pieces of a huge puzzle um and so I saw it last night so I saw it Sunday night I'm not a fanboy like you I mean I love Marvel <laughs> but you have like a bleeding heart for Marvel. Um, so I actually did not see it until Sunday, and somehow I was spoiler-free the whole weekend. I had no idea at all what happened, nothing. So to go into it with that experience was amazing, because really, too, like, the only predictions that I had that was actually right was that Loki was gonna die, and even then, I thought Loki's death would happen later on in the movie. I thought we would see a lot of him hanging out with Thor still. Like, I thought he would be around for a good chunk of it and then have this, like, dramatic death. I was not expecting it to just, first of all, be in the opening of the movie and just happen so quickly just to prove that, like, Thanos is very, very powerful. He can kill Loki. Like, it's no one's business immediately. Like, that was incredible but everything else I had predicted I was so off so I was like very pleasantly surprised by all the unexpected things that had happened and it was not a movie where I could predict what happened at all and I really really liked that I was just I like I I found like I found myself my jaw was dropping like at one point I gasped a little bit like a quiet little gasp you know I wasn't like that crazy person but like you know, or, like, I would just be like, are they really doing this right now? Is this really happening? And I just have not been thrown for a loop by a movie like that in a really long time. And I think that's what was exciting about it. was not only was this exciting because it was 10 years in the making and it was, like you said, the 19th movie. There was such a build up to this. That was so exciting in and of itself. But then the movie aside... To do what they did and to satisfy so well after all that build-up, it was just such a great, like, return, I thought, and to sort of change the game of the MCU in the way that they did was really awesome. So overall, like, just the my first opinion is that I loved it, I thought it was great. I wasn't disappointed by really anything. I thought everything they did was exciting. So I am in the camp that loved it.
0: Yeah, I definitely loved it too. And I I forgot to mention their names before, but yeah, the directors I want to give credit to, obviously, Anthony and Joe Russo, and then the writers, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Uh, I I just think uh, I also enjoyed reading that – because there's all these characters from all these different movies with different voices and, like, they didn't work on all these other movies, um, I, I heard that for the Guardian scenes, that they, like, brought in James Gunn to do um, a lot of the writing for the Guardians characters. Like, I heard a lot of the Guardians dialogue was written by James Gunn. And then, like, the Thor stuff, they brought in Taika Waititi and, you know, and, uh, and like, Christopher Hemsworth and, like, got their... Uh, just opinion, like, on the characters. And, like, I I just loved hearing that these guys knew that, like, okay, we're having a lot of people come into one movie. We don't want their voices to sound different from other movies. We don't want things to not make sense. So I just – I want to give that credit. And I think it worked awesomely, uh, the mixture of all these characters together. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Jess, like, this buildup, it could have been really bad. Like, that's the thing that I think people – Um, why they're so blown away is because a movie like this, like, we've had Thanos, who's been built up ever since the end credits of the first Avengers movie, Um, and he was only shown in cameos and, like, one scene in the first Guardians. Like, he was barely in it, and it was just like, Thanos, 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 Infinity Stones, Infinity Stones. That's all we heard. So when this happened, I was like, oh, God, this better be good, because if it's not, people are going to just have such a backlash and they're going to say that it was all like a big waste of time and all this stuff. And I actually was just messaging uh, someone about the movie today. Like I was just so glad to see the positive feedback from everyone because I was worried that it could have something like a Star Wars The Last Jedi backlash. And uh, to get, like, Jess and I's full opinion on that, please go listen to uh, some of our previous episodes where we talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi. But it was the same type of anticipation um, for a big franchise. Like, this is one of the most beloved franchises around the world. So it could have really been a misfire. And I think right away by killing Loki in that opening scene, it was the perfect way to show you that Thanos is here and um, and he is going to be a good villain because first they do... The first action sequence is he has a fist fight with Hulk and kicks Hulk's ass. And that's just like, by the way, yeah, he's fucking badass. And then, like you said, not even... Like, what? Less than 10 minutes into the movie, he strangles Loki and... It was one of those moments that in most other movies, um, people, uh, when they seem like they're in the most danger, something happens, twist, like, no, they get away. And that's one thing that people love Game of Thrones is like, people don't get away if they're in trouble. They're going to die, and this was a moment that Loki was being strangled by Thanos, and I was like, oh, is he going to put him down? Is Thor going to break free of his restraints and save him? What's going to happen? Nope. Snaps his neck (laughs) and Loki's dead. And like, I thought it was perfect because if you look over just Loki in particular, his character over all these movies, like he had the comeback story. He went from full on villain in the first Avengers through the other Thor movies, transitioning into a hero. And he tried to be a hero at the last moment. And I think it was like the ultimate redemption arc. And this was the only way that he could go. But, um, Not to dwell on uh, Loki, but um, before we get into some of the other deaths and crazy things that happen, um, Jess, one of the big things we kept bringing up in the previous episode 52 when we were talking about this movie was Thanos. Was Thanos going to be a good villain? And it wasn't just because he was in in particular built up, but it was because that in all these other Marvel movies... Um, they've had a horrible villain problem besides Black Panther and Loki. Uh, well not Black Panther as a villain, but Black Panther's villain, uh, Killmonger played by Michael B. Jordan, besides him and Loki, they've had some shitty villains. (laughs) So I was really concerned that Thanos may not live up to the hype, but Jess, what were your impressions? Josh Brolin's performance and Thanos as the big bad villain.
1: So I also had similar thoughts to yours in that Marvel has a track record for having very weak villains. I personally felt like what the very little we had seen of Thanos came off to me as like very cheesy and tacky. Like I actually rewatched Age of Ultron and like I, I so I rewatched it today. I watched it after seeing Infinity War and the post credit scene where uh, Thanos has, like, the gauntlet and he looks at the camera and he's like, well, I guess it's, I gotta do it now or something. Like, that's, I, like, even after I've met Thanos, I'm like, that is just so lame. Like, calm down. Like, oh my God, we get it, you're bad. So I actually, and I think I said this in the previous episode, I had very low expectations for Thanos and I did not care about Thanos. I just thought of him as, like, a big bad that, like, is another reason to like reunite the Avengers cool I didn't care about him as a character but I was so wrong I felt like he was dynamic and scary and a monster and evil and capable of doing the things they said he would do and I like that They didn't hold back with Thanos either. Like, I I felt like it would just be, like, one of those situations where he's a constant, like, threat. Where it's constantly this, like, ominous being who can do all these terrible things. But we don't actually see those things play out. But they did, which is exciting. So, like, the Loki death. I was actually, like, when I was first watching it, I was disappointed because at first... I was, of course, upset that Loki died and I wanted him to have such a, like, cooler death scene because Tom Hiddleston's Loki was iconic and I was, like, one of those fangirls who, like, loved Loki and he was, like, number one. So I wanted him to, like, go out with a bang and he didn't really. Like, he just was, like you said, his neck was snapped, he was dead, that was it. But the more I think about that, I actually do kind of like that because it just shows that even, like, this iconic one of the best, if not the best, villains of the Marvel Universe can be murdered so quickly by this guy. This guy means business. And I think that that sort of message and attitude was carried throughout the rest of the movie. Um, I personally am still, like, a little murky about his, like, motives because his motive was to wipe out half the universe to restore the universe. And that just seems like a very weird motive I guess like I've I get that he's like a madman he's clearly not playing with a full deck but it just still feels like like I don't love that motive I don't think it's enough for me but like every um I just don't necessarily love the motive of him wanting to better the universe and therefore wipe out half the universe I just feel like I don't know. Like, I just don't think that that's enough. And I f- and to get into another topic, I don't feel like a guy who wants to create good in the world and supposedly is doing everything for the betterment of the universe would murder his own daughter as well. I just don't think—I I don't know. So I I did like Thanos as a character. I liked him a lot more than I expected, I did think he was really powerful, and at times, really intense. But for me, like, I would have rather seen the storyline where his motive is to impress Death. Like, I would have rather seen that. I would have found that way more entertaining. Also, complete sidebar, Brandon. (laughs) um, The now iconic scene where they go to find the Soul Stone, Gamora takes him to the planet, and... We get the surprise cameo of Red Skull when he had the hood up and you couldn't see his face and we didn't know it was Red Skull. For like a split second, uh-huh. I thought that was the character of death you were telling me about and that it would be revealed like <laughs> like straight up. I was like, that looks like it could be death. Is this death? Is this where they're going? Oh, my God. Well,
0: <laughs> Well, what's funny is like you obviously saw Thor Ragnarok, right?
1: Yes, I loved it.
0: So, like, a lot of people thought that that's what they were setting up with uh, the character of Hela, because she was the god of death. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is how they're going to do it, opposed to it literally being an embodiment of death. It's just going to be she's the god of death. And uh, so, like, some people were like, oh, no, they're definitely not going that route. Um but if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, last episode we talked about one of the Thanos comic book storylines was the reason why he wants to kill the universe is because he literally wants to impress the f- embodiment of death. Like, he's in love with death. So he f- thinks by killing a shit ton of the universe that it'll impress her. Well, uh, as far as motivations, I personally kind of liked his motivations because, like, it, uh, like sometimes people say the best villains – are the villains that think they're the hero of their own story, and I think this was definitely like like you look at some of the some of the villains, uh, uh, like for example Loki. I don't think he ever necessarily saw himself as the hero when he was like invading New York. Um, but like one thing that people liked about Killmonger in Black Panther is that from his point of view, and a certain point of view he kind of could be the hero. Like he's a little bit radical and maybe not the best, like handling it the best way with, uh, with violence. But I I think it's like very similar with Thanos where, uh, you know he goes on this whole scene to Gamora like he's like you know our resources uh, the things we have like uh, they're finite and, and like if if we keep doing what we're doing like we're eventually like it's not going to exist and so it's like this weird idea that he has that like well if i wipe out half the universe's population that'll save everyone um And it's just crazy um, to think that there are people out there who probably would agree with Thanos, like that there are too many people and that like maybe if we got rid of some, like we wouldn't have as many problems as we do. So uh, I I think it was a great way to like it was some people think it's not enough. And obviously it wasn't as big for you. But to me, I at least liked that the writers and the directors tried to do a justification for his universe wanting to like kill people opposed to like so many terrible, big, bad villains and movies that where they just want to take over the world just because they want to take over the world. Like they don't have a real reason behind it. So I liked that they did this with Thanos and it was I thought from an effect standpoint, they did a great job with the motion capture work of Thanos Um, some of the details on his face like sure I enjoyed the jokes like when Star-Lord calls him Grimace and you know he says that nutsack on your chin you you know like I enjoy that people kind of poked fun at it but I thought the effects looked great I think it could have looked cheesy but they pulled it off well I think James Brolin gave great oh wait now is it Josh Brolin or James Brolin now I'm confused it's James right
1: um no I think it's Josh. I think Josh is the son. Josh. It's Josh. Good. But God yeah, I, I think he was good. I think Josh. Josh, Josh yes. Josh. I think he all, he's, he's a great villain. And I think it could have looked very cheesy to have this giant purple dude trying to fight people. Like, there was a very fine line between awesome and cheesy with it. And they managed to be awesome the whole time where it really could have looked... Very cheesy, very fast. So you're right, I think the CGI was really cool. I think that was sort of a a thing throughout the whole movie for me where there are these moments that could have gone to a very cheesy place but did not, they were just, they were awesome, like, even, just, like, there were some, like, lines that these actors were delivering that were just so, like, ridiculously dramatic about, like, saving the universe and saving the human race, and, like, just, like, the, just, like, if they were delivered the wrong way, or if they were said the wrong way, it would have come off as, like, very cheesy, or if a character had done this motion and said that motion, it could have been very cheesy, but even though we were kind of dealing with, like, these really, ridiculous concepts of, like, a big purple man trying to wipe out half the universe and, like, a bunch of people in costumes are, like, saving the day, no part was cheesy at all. It, it was all very awesome and delivered in such a way that was, like, sort of believable, even though it was, like, this big fantasy action type of movie. So I think... And I think that goes back to just, like, the Russo brothers and themselves as leaders because every... Marvel movie they've made has sort of had that, where something that turned out to be awesome alternatively could have been cheesy, but wasn't. Um, so I think with this movie especially, there were so many pieces to it. It was such a big undertaking that there were a lot of times where it really could have just gotten really lame, and it never did, not once.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you said, this w- when the entire universe is on the line... Um... It could have really been campy. It could have really been over-the-top.
1: Well, I think, like, the little bit that I saw of Thanos was campy and was over-the-top, and, like, so I was not expecting him to actually be a good villain. I was expecting this, like, weird campiness that the Avengers would just, like, fight and it would, would be whatever. I wasn't expecting to like him and for him to be so satisfying. So even though, like, I didn't necessarily care for like the motives behind his actions to me like his actions in the movie were just so worth it like i don't even care why he's doing it like i don't give a shit it's amazing like keep doing what you're doing thanos you crazy bastard
0: (laughs) yeah so um i i think we should uh move on a little bit from thanos uh like i said josh brolin did a great job um and uh, i'm i'm satisfied with him as a villain uh and, and i'm really interested i hope he has another big role in avengers 4 but uh let's move on uh i, I kind of want to talk about jess what are your uh favorite moments in the movie whether it's scenes or like character stuff um or even just like your favorite pairings, because the uh, we officially had the Guardians meet some of the Avengers and some of the Avengers from different movies who haven't interacted yet got to come together. What was some of your favorites of stuff like that?
1: So my absolute favorite fight moment pairing, all of it, my favorite little moment in the whole movie was during the big battle scene at the end when Rocket hung on to Bucky's arm and swung him around and they're both like shooting at the aliens or whatever you want to call them like in a circle formation that was my yeah. favorite part i like was just dying i loved it and then like rocket like hops off and is like how much for the gun and he's like you're not getting it and he's like how much for the arm and he's like you're not getting it like i just i loved that small interaction and he's
0: like i'm gonna I'm get like, that yeah, arm. i'm gonna
1: get it i'm gonna get it i loved it i loved that so much i just thought like was such a cool sequence and two like random characters in the MCU that I never would have thought about them like having a moment but they had this like really epic awesome like shootout sequence and then like had this like funny like comedy moment so that was honestly I would say my favorite moment of the whole movie I love it was short but it was so amazing
0: yeah uh Rocket has always been one of my favorites and I think he interacted great with both Bucky and Thor um so before I go into some of my favorite stuff, uh, what are some of your other favorite either moments or character stuff that happened in the movie? And uh, I think once we move on to other stuff, we'll come back to deaths towards the end and talk about that ending. But let's talk about all of your favorite stuff.
1: Sure. So, like, just some other highlights. We got our first all-female battle in the MCU, right? Like, that was the first time we've ever seen only females... <laughs> Fight, which was fucking awesome. So like, uh, um, Thanos' female, what I don't know, sidekick, whatever. I don't remember her name. Starts attacking Scarlet Witch and says to her, says to Scarlet Witch, "You're gonna die alone." And Natasha just swings in and is like, "Nah, bitch, not my girl," and starts attacking her. And then, <laughs> uh, God, what's her name? Oh God. From The Walking Dead, what is her the I can't even think of her Walking Dead character name. Um, uh, I think Michonne well, from the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead Michonne. <laughs> Michonne. And,
0: and, but I think it's uh, I think it's a Yoko Michael. Yeah, how you say it
1: Black oh Panther. it's like the own oh, you know what I'm just gonna call her Michonne. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna do it. Michonne comes in and like they all start fighting each other. And so that was really cool to just like have that like little feminist like badass moment of like, nah girl, you're not gonna mess with my girl And just band together and fight this bitch. I loved that. That was so satisfying. Um, Another Scarlet Witch moment that I really liked, even though it was hard to watch, was when Scarlet Witch destroys the stone in Vision only for Thanos to undo it with the time stone. That was wild. Just that sequence, I'm not even going to lie, I started to tear up because it was really intense like watching her have to brutally murder the guy she loves and he's just sacrificing himself for the greater good it's just like this really intense moment between these two and then for thanos to just like undo it immediately and take the stone and pluck it right out it was like so fucking savage to see that like Ugh, like that was such a brutal follow-up to that moment. So I really like that. That's when I was like, oh fuck, Thanos, man. Like, wow, that's that's insane. Um, so that was amazing. One thing that like so this is like uh not so much a moment, but like an overall sort of thing that I've I've put a lot of thought into and realized that I liked. Not a lot of people would agree with me on this, but whatever. So I like that <laughs> Iron Man kind of made this really shitty plan to go confront Thanos only for it to backfire. I kind of liked that because I'm so used to like superhero movies where a superhero makes a plan no matter what it is and it all goes off without a hitch and they win at the end of the day and everything's fine. I liked that Iron Man had this like really faulty plan to take Doctor Strange to Thanos's planet to fight him only for, like, Thanos to get the stone and, like, yeah, apparently, like, Dr. Strange saw the outcomes and he says that there was o- there was no other outcome. Thanos was going to get it no matter what. So maybe it was out of Iron Man's control to a certain degree, but the fact that he had this, like, really crappy plan and didn't just decide to, like, I don't know, go find the other Avengers and, like, fight them all together and just take him and Dr. Strange to this planet only for it to backfire. I liked that. I liked seeing a superhero fuck up because we very rarely see superheroes fuck up. Like, even when they're fucking up, they're, like, saving the world, so it's totally fine. Like, I liked seeing him mess up and feel it and feel guilty about it. And I don't know. Like, that might be, like, a dark thing to like and kind of weird, but, like, it just felt, again, refreshing to see that... A superhero is not perfect all the time. They make really bad choices and can have consequences from it. So that's an odd thing I liked, but I did like that.
0: I mean, I don't think that's odd to like at all. Um, Because like you said, it becomes too formulaic if uh, characters are always just at the end of the day saving it. And I think that's what a lot of people were worried with these Marvel movies is that, oh, it's just always going to be a happy ending. It's always the, here are going to come together and they're going to solve whatever the problem is and blah, 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 blah. There's not that many consequences because not many people have been dying in these movies. But this movie showed, like, okay, Tony Stark isn't perfect. And, like, we have already seen that he's clearly not perfect with his mistakes in Age of Ultron and Civil War and things like that. But it was just great to see, like you said, like, he, he kind of... I think he was a kind of like winging it. He's like, let's just go, you know, to Thanos and we'll figure it out and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, does not go well. Um, so uh, I have to say, I, I'm curious because like this, because it was such a large, large cast, this movie was kind of broken up into a lot of different storylines. We had... Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, Spider Man on one side of things. Who eventually meet up with some Guardians. We had uh, the stuff happening in Wakanda with Captain America, all of them, um, and then the Guardians, uh, like Rocket and Thor, off doing their own thing. What was your favorite? Uh, you brought up that great moment with Bucky and Rocket in the fight. But of all these characters who haven't come together before, what was your favorite pairing? Like, what did what did you like seeing? Uh, that, like, you can't see in any other movies because they weren't in movies together.
1: I really liked Thor and Rocky together with, like, Groot. Rocket. Rocket. Rocky. Rocky Balboa. Rocket. See, okay. So, this... I might offend some people by this, but I don't particularly love Guardians of the Galaxy. I did not like the sequel at all. Um, So, I don't really enjoy the guardians of the galaxy too much sorry i know they're loved
0: that's a discussion for another time i know we could like (laughs) really really get into that
1: so we're just like gonna table that but like i of course like rocket he's funny and drax they're like the two that i i find the most enjoyable because they're so funny um and thor is actually i have some weird tastes when it comes to the MCU. Thor's actually my first favorite Avenger. Like, he's my favorite one, actually. So, I always enjoy a Thor storyline. I really enjoyed him and Rocket trying to get this weapon that could destroy Thanos, and then having this very satisfying moment where Thor busts into Wakanda and takes out, like, some shit. Like, he's just there to fight. I loved that. I also like that, too, after seeing Ragnarok, where, like, you see Thor is like really low. He's just gone through a lot and he is really sort of like knocked off his throne, so to speak. And so to see him also like come into that battle scene ready for action was like super satisfying. So that was probably like my favorite pairing and probably like my favorite story to see like play out. Um just like random other moments. I loved um when Bruce Banner like comes back for the first time and they're sort of just like talking about everything and i think it was him who was like wait a minute there's like an ant-man and a spider-man and like just like oh yeah he has (laughs) not been around in a very long time that's right the hulk doesn't know since age
0: of ultron yeah
1: since age of ultron he completely missed like civil war like oh yeah like he's been gone like um so that was like just like funny like moments like that like Um, or, like, the Guardians not even knowing who the Avengers were at first. I liked that, and comparing them to Kevin Bacon, I loved that. Um, also, total sidebar, I love that, um, Dr. Strange's sidekick, whose name I can't think of right now, and whatever, um, Wong. What is it? Wong. Wong, oh. That's an easy name to remember. I don't know why I didn't remember that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... No, I thought it was going to be he, something And like, he's played... What?
0: And and he's played by Benedict Wong. It's Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Wong.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So I knew that that actor's name was Benedict Wong, but I did not know his character's name was Wong.
0: Yeah, it's a, a character... It's been around with Doctor Strange forever, Wong. So it was just humorous when they casted someone named Benedict Wong.
1: I (laughs) Wow, okay. Well, Wong, I love how Wong just, like, shows up at the beginning, gives the exposition, and tells us what the fuck the Infinity Stones were. I really appreciate that because we even said that in the last episode. We just, like, needed a quick (laughs) little recap. So Wong just, like, gives it to us. He's like, here you go. Here's what you have to know. And then he, like, kind of helps out just a little bit. And then he straight up dips at the beginning. He's just like, you know what? This is, like, not my battle. Like, I am out. Like, I'm not. (laughs) Well, it's
0: definitely not what he said. No,
1: but that was, like, that's what I, it was, like, the attitude was just like, okay, um, I'm going to go, like, uh, not be in this. Bye. Like, he just straight up dips. I appreciated that. I appreciated that he just, like, came in. Did you see Doctor Strange? Yeah, I saw Doctor Strange.
0: Oh, okay. I want to make sure because no, I had some friends who they had hadn't seen some movies, like they hadn't seen Ragnarok or they hadn't seen Doctor Strange. So they're like, "I don't understand, where did he go?" I was like, "Well, that's in Doctor Strange. Like, there's three sanctums. Sanctum. Right. No, I get that, but like, as in like it. a
1: story structure, he literally just explained the stones and dipped. Like, that's what he <laughs> did. Like, and I'm not knocking it. Like, I genuinely like that. We just had like a character just be like." Okay, I'm out. Fuck this. Bye. Um, I've seen. Well, there's plenty of
0: other characters.
1: (laughs) I've seen actually. I've seen every Marvel movie except for Ant Man and Spider Man. Mostly Spider Man because I don't give a shit about Spider Man. And I've seen. I've technically seen it. Been over this. (laughs) I've seen the Tobey Maguire. I've seen the new one. Whatever. Sorry. It's
0: different. We've been over this. But it's, not. it's the best Spider Man.
1: But what does that even mean? It's still Spider-Man. I'm just saying.
0: What it means, no, what what okay, so like I'll say like one of my favorite parts of this movie was Spider-Man. Um like there's other favorite things, but one of my favorite characters that like I think Tom Holland is just nailing like Some people are like, oh, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. It's like, no, no, no. Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. Like that's not Spider-Man like ripped straight from the pages as Tom Holland, like his little moments where, uh, like for example, uh, He's trying to go help Doctor Strange uh, when one of Thanos' henchmen gets on the ship and he webs to the ship and then all of a sudden he's getting beamed. He's like, "Mr. Stark, they're beaming me up," you know, like, <laughs> like that's like, or like the little quips, like he was, Doctor Strange was teleporting him and like he was like. Fighting Thanos, Spider-Man, and he's just like magic, magic with a kick, you know. Like that Spider-Man is like his making little comments, but like he's a kid, so uh, little things like, "Have you guys ever seen this really old movie called Aliens?" Like it's, <laughs> like it's, that is Spider-Man to a T. So I, I loved his character so much. I think he provided some of the biggest laughs. We'll get to his big moment at the end of the movie. Um, But one other character I did not expect to uh, love so much was uh, Thor. Um, I have not been the biggest Thor fan, but that's not because of Chris Hemsworth. But I thought the first two movies weren't very good. I thought his character was kind of very blah. Like, I'm like, I'm not a big fan of heroes that are just strong. Like... He's like, and I was like, oh, he's strong, and he's got thunder and lightning powers, cool. But like, at least Captain America is human; like, he can die. So like, there's some stakes. It's kind of like Batman. But um, but like, I thought there was this great moment. It's one of the best moments in the entire movie, where uh, Loki was killed. Heimdall, played by Idris Elba, was killed in front of Thor in the beginning. Um, and and Thor Ragnarok, uh, his dad, uh, Odin, died. He had to kill his sister, Hela. In Thor too, his mom died. Um, and by the way, also in Thor Ragnarok, his three best buddies were killed by Hela really quickly, and no one really gave a shit about that. He never got to grieve about that. But basically, Thor has this moment with Rocket where Rocket's kind of like, are you up to this? Like, apparently, like, Thanos is, like, the biggest of badasses and he's just like well you know like what else do i have to lose and like i thought it was such a real moment because uh so many of these heroes have lost people but like if you really look at thor like in like every movie like someone has died and i think it's really taking its toll on him and like sure he can still crack jokes and be funny but He's had a lot of shit happen to him, and so I thought that was such a great moment from him and Rocket, um, especially like he's act like Chris Hemsworth, he's acting opposite a guy in a green screen mocap shirt uh, suit being rocket raccoon you know (laughs) like and he's giving this great performance um and like even like cracking little jokes as he's like crying uh you know he's like well i've never uh thanos has never beaten me he's like yeah he did he's like well he's never beaten me twice you know (laughs) like just little still throwing jabs uh I i thought thor had a great even though i was not big into the whole let's go to this planet and create this weapon with a giant Peter Dinklage. Um, Um, By the
1: way, can we just take a second? I'm sorry. The (laughs) irony of that was not lost on me one bit. Uh, Like, he was awesome. Peter Dinklage is great. I love Peter Dinklage. Who doesn't? He's amazing. But it was like, oh, he's a giant. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, continue. I just needed to, like, just, I need to say it. Because, like. Thank you. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I, and it's funny. Some people are like, oh, he was just using his fake Game of Thrones accent. Like, his accent's fine. Who gives a shit? You know, like, there are bigger things happening in this movie. But, so, those were like, my favorite two characters kind of in the movie. Um and uh some of my other favorite pairing moment type stuff um i liked seeing the guardians in some of the guardians interact with tony stark and dr strange and spider-man uh it was like drax and uh peter quill and mantis and like one of the best moments so like Marvel's always known for all this, this humor, especially with Robert Downey Jr. Like, he's so quick-witted. The Guardians movies are known for, like, their humor. There's this moment where, like, Tony's trying to form this plan with, like I said, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and a few of the Guardians. And he's like, what are you two doing? And, like, Drax and, like, Mantis, like, aren't really paying attention. And he's just like, what are you, what, what are you doing? And, uh, like, Mantis is like, uh, we... we, we- we take ass and kick names or whatever uh and like and like Drax just nods his head like yeah yeah that's uh that's what we do <laughs> like all confident and there's this moment where Tony Stark slash you know Robert Downey Jr you could just see the rage in his face where he's just like j- just j- just get over here okay you know like and <laughs> and you could tell like he wanted to just go off but he like knows that like he has to work with these guys so he's just like Just get over here. And I thought it was like sometimes the funniest option is to not say anything. And I thought that was a great moment where he's just like, just just get over here. Um, So we talked about our favorite moments and some of the funny stuff. But just as we're wrapping up here, I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, A little thing called Thanos. Snapping his fingers and killing half the universe's population. Um, But uh, before we get to that, we got to real quick just talk about the Gamora stuff. What did you think about this Gamora uh, and Thanos stuff?
1: Okay. Here's the thing. I don't think... Here's the thing. I don't think Gamora's dead. I 100% don't. I still don't. Um... I just don't. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't. I know her death was before the Thanos purge, and her death felt, like, more real. I just don't think it's real. I think they're going to find a way to bring her back somehow, some way, somehow. I don't think she's actually gone. Um, so I don't have an overwhelming feeling about it either way, because I just don't think it's, like, very real. I don't think it's going to stick. Um, I think one thing that sucks, though is that we know the slate of the Marvel movies to come, so we know the fate of most of these characters are actually not what they were at the end. Like, so I just can't see them doing a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 without Gamora. I just can't. Um, So I think she's going to come back some way, somehow. Maybe the Soul Stone's involved. I don't know. I liked the sequence of her dying, though. I liked that... Red Skull came back in that moment. That was so unexpected and so weird. Um, I had my money on the Soul Stone being in Wakanda, uh, so it was a little interesting to see it play out in that way on this random planet with Red Skull hanging out. Um, it uh, like I don't I don't know. I would honestly say that the Gamora part, the Gamora death scene, and just the Gamora stuff in general was on the, like, lower end of the totem pole for my favorite parts. Um,
0: really? Yeah,
1: I just, like, I just felt like it was a little overblown. We get it. Like, we've ever since Gamora's come on the screen, we've known she was his daughter and that she hates him. Like, we get it. Um, you know, so for me, it was just, like, a little tiring. Like, I've, I, I know that she hates him. She, he sucks he was a shitty dad I get it I get it he was a really shitty dad um so it just felt like it kept like being hammered in like how much he sucks as a father and how he like kidnapped her and it's literally been all she talks about um so I didn't really care how it played out too much um I actually kind of thought it was cheesy uh yeah I just I don't know like I I don't it's just not something, like, I, I think about a lot when I think about all the cool things of in Infinity War. Um, I just thought it was kind of cheesy how she starts laughing and is like, you don't care about anything. And it's like, no, bitch, he clearly cares about you. Like, come on. Like, he clearly does. He's clearly about to murder your ass. Like, I don't know. Like, it just was, like, a little, like, like, girl, like, come on, like. I don't know. I just... I don't think... I thought it was a really stupid move on her part to take him there in the first place. Like, yeah, her sister was being tortured, but there was a minute where Nebula gave Gamora this look of, like, don't tell him. Like, don't fucking take... Like, just... I'm fine. Like, just don't do it. And I don't know. Like, I just... I... uh, 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 I just... uh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... I personally liked the Gamora stuff uh I mean sure, like I guess you could say there were some parts that were a little over the top, but i I enjoyed the way that like it's like she always knew where it was and she just figured that she could say she never found it but um i I guess what I liked about it too was there was this great scene where peter uh she goes to Peter Quill and pretty much says... If he takes me, kill me. And I thought that was one of the realer moments in all of Marvel movies where, like, I mean, just imagine that. Like, the one you love asks you, like, oh, kill me. And I, I just thought that that then that plays out, like, in a later scene where uh, she literally asks him to do it. Um, so I, I, I personally like the Gamora stuff. I'm very conflicted on whether I want her to stay dead or not. Mainly because, bringing it back to the whole stakes thing, I think people need to stay dead. I think Loki is staying dead, and part of me wants her to stay dead, but because I know there's a Guardians 3, it's hard for me to see, like you said, that movie without her because she's kind of like the mom character of the group, like... uh Drax is just kind of like the goofy comic relief. Groot just says, I am Groot. Mantis is now like kind of goofy too. Rocket is funny, but like it it just, she was the one that kind of helped keep them all together, try to be more mature and not be dicks. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do, because I think that was such a powerful moment that to have her just be brought back so quickly, Feels like I think it'll cheap in the moment, but um. So.
1: But like I like. I said this like the last episode, and I still really believe it. The guardians are tied into so much merchandise for Disney. They are not going to let that go. And, like, Gamora is the one thing that females, like, young girls are buying. So you take that away, and what are they going to do? Buy a Mantis doll? No, no one gives a shit about Mantis. Well, no. Like, so that's why they're going to bring her back, because she is a money machine. And I don't know if it's going to necessarily be, like, the next Infinity... Or the next, like, Avenger movie. Maybe it'll be Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be the plot to bring her back but they're going to bring her back some way somehow for sure. I think everyone else who like died before the purge is probably dead with the exception of Gamora and Vision. Like I think everyone else is is dead.
0: I don't know cuz like see this is the thing that always gets me like people loved and, and I totally understand the merchandise angle, it makes sense. But what I don't understand is just because a character is dead doesn't mean people can't buy their merchandise. It doesn't mean people can't buy Guardians, uh, one, two Avengers, you know, there's animated shows with Gamora, there's comic books, there's, uh, there's plenty of stuff with Gamora just because she dies in the movies and doesn't continue. Doesn't mean all of a sudden girls like, well, can't buy her stuff anymore. Or I think that just means if she does die, make a new character. I mean, look like you may not have liked Guardians volume two, but they made, all of a sudden, everyone care about Yandu right before they killed him. And I think that is an example that, like, James Gunn, like, with the right writing and the right execution and actress and all these things, like, he can create a new female character or he can make Nebula more likable and Mantis. And, like, all of a sudden, now there's maybe three females that are just as popular as Gamora. And like I said, they can still buy Gamora stuff. So I I, I don't know. Um, it's really going to be interesting, both with Avengers 4 and then eventually in 2020 with Guardians 3, how they handle this Gamora stuff. But let's get on to the part, like I mentioned before, Thanos finally snaps his fingers when he has all of the Infinity Stones uh, activating the gauntlet, kills half the universe. So people start like turning into ash, which this is the moment when everyone kind of like, holy shit, Thanos won, where... You know, we see Bucky disappear, we see Black Panther disappear, Doctor Strange, like just all these characters, um, uh, most of the Guardians, all the Guardians except for Nebula and Rocket, and they're all going one by one, and, uh, we'll come back to this moment later, but Spider-Man is one of the people, so... When this started happening on screen, what was your first reaction? What did you think of all these characters just going boom, 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 one by one?
1: So that the theater I was in, when Bucky is the first one we see vanish away, literally someone in the theater, the whole time it was... So my I didn't see it, like I said, opening day. Like, I was not with all the fanboys. I was just, like, with, like, the crowd of, like, people like me who like it but aren't Gonna be like cheering when the logo comes on. The only time there was noise in my theater was when we saw Cap for the first time. Some people cheered. And when we saw Bucky disappear, this woman, out of like in complete silence, <laughs> just yells, Oh my God, no! Like right as Bucky was going. And that was like how I felt. I was like, Girl, like, right? Like, not Bucky. Oh my God. Like that was really hard. I love Bucky. He's probably my favorite character in the whole like MCU um so to see him go first was like really gut-wrenching for me because I just love it and the way he was like calling out first like Steve and he didn't know what was going on and he was just gone that was like such a, a sucker punch of a start for that sequence and then boom 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 just kept going and going and like every time it was so confusing and tragic and sad and then just just seeing them like all like not know what's happening to them, and then in an instant they're gone and like the people sur- around them being scared and confused um, I mean like this I, the most unexpected one for me was Black Panther seeing him disappear was wow, that was wild because um, someone's so powerful just seeing him taken so fast like you wouldn't like I don't know that was just very Well, jarring. and his
0: movie just came out.
1: right we like we just met him um i mean a lot of them were very jarring i mean the most even though i don't care for spider-man his disappearance did get me like that really did get me um that was like a really hard scene to watch uh it's interesting though again though it's like we know that these movies are coming so we know like something's gonna be reversed here so like i don't know like i understand like as a business model and for gaining investment and traction, like Marvel released their slate to show that they mean business, but like knowing what we know about the future of Marvel, kind of puts a damper on this ending. Like this ending was very dark and heavy and intense, but it, like there's there's that the piece in your back of your mind that's like well but like, ooh, it's not gonna like stick forever. But what I I personally was not expecting. Thanos to gain all of the stones and be able to use it and use it the way that he did it was something that was being alluded to and talked about but I just figured it would sort of be like an ominous thought that he could do this like it was just like this this potentially bad threat I didn't think they would actually have it play out so as soon as they did it was just complete shock for me
0: yeah, well, it's crazy because we all, everyone guessed like either Captain America or Iron Man would die, but they decided to go the route of like the twist where most of the secondary characters, well, not secondary, but like most of the characters that have been introduced, the newest, like Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Spider-Man, uh, Guardians, like these characters disappeared. And then um, the remaining Ones were the original Avengers team, which is, you know, Cap, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, uh, Don Cheadle, uh, who's Rhodes, War Machine, um, and then Rocket and Nebula. Uh, it was very interesting with those selections because, like you said, the I hope that Marvel learns this lesson and they stop announcing movies ahead of time um, because I don't think... It helps stakes. I, I've never liked that because they've already announced it. But, like, you think about it, like, even if they haven't, you know, they technically haven't announced Black Panther 2, but the movie made $1.3 billion. We're getting a Black Panther 2, whether, we, whether some people want it or not. Like, it's happening. So that's what's funny is even if they haven't announced it, like, we know they're not introducing these characters just to kill them off that quickly. So... I personally think that in the next Avengers movie, which they still haven't released the title, but, like, it's just Avengers 4, um, some people have rumored that they think it's just going to be called Infinity Gauntlet. Some people think it's going to be called Endgame, which that was one of the last things Doctor Strange says. He says, like, this is the endgame. So... It'll be interesting what that title is. I think what it's going to come down to is all of the heroes that are remaining are going to find a way to either get a hold of the gauntlet or uh, the time stone, at least, to try to reverse time or something. And they're going to bring back, I think, possibly all of the heroes that disappeared. But then in turn, I think we're going to lose... A Hawkeye. I think we're going to lose a Captain America. Maybe a Black Widow. Like, we're going to start losing some of those people. So it's almost like a bait and switch. Like, oh, think how crazy it would be if we lost all these characters. Oh, wait. They're back. But these ones are dead now. And I hate to say it. If some people are, like, really, really angry with this creative choice, that's comic books. They fake out people dying. They, they, They kill people off. They bring them back. Like, that's comic books. And... That's what they're doing with these movies is adapting comic books. So I, while over the next year, because we are waiting one year until the next Avengers movie, I'm gonna question like, why did you choose these particular heroes? because like you said, we know sequels are coming, but we'll just have to see. It, it, this is clearly a part one. Um, cause like we said, years ago, they did say Avengers infinity war part one and part two. Then they changed their minds and like, no, uh, Avengers four is titled something different. It's like, clearly they're going to continue the storyline from this one into the next one. Um, cause it ended on such a somber note. Um, and I'll never forget leaving the theater. Everyone was very, just like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they just yeah. were very. Like
1: the theater, I left. Somber, everyone was and like really quiet. quiet. Like looking down as they were like walking out. Like everyone was just like, oh wow, what did. It... Oof. Like collectively, the theater was just bummed out. Like, so I mean, even though we yeah. know some of these characters are slated to appear again in the MCU, it was still a very powerful ending. Like, it still was very effective. And it was intense and unexpected. So I I think either way, even if we know the Guardians are going to probably be okay and Spider-Man's got to be okay, who else is going to play him? Like, he's going to be fine. Like, it still sets up such an interesting dynamic for the next movie to have our OG Avengers be the, basically, the majority of the people who survived, like, with the exception of, like, three or four. They're really the only ones that survived. And, like, they have to kind of get back to their root a little bit and, like circle back into the original Avengers to figure out how to fix this and I think that's really interesting and I think like for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 the fact that pretty much all of the Guardians except for like two died like that could be a very interesting dynamic too like so I think the choice to play this out and go in such a hard heavy route is is amazing and i think like we had talked about we needed stakes in order for this to be entertaining and there were so many stakes and they played them out and that's what i like too we didn't just like get the threat of them being wiped out we saw it happen and now we're going to see where it goes from there um so, I love it. I was such a bold choice of an ending, but i I loved it. I thought it was so great, and it's so impactful too because you you le- this was for i think really the only m c u movie I can think of that ends on a full blown like cliffhanger like that and just like has this like oh yeah you know, really big crazy moment and just no... like. Wrapped up ending. It just stops. And, like, that really made it stick with me, I think. That's why I can't stop thinking about it, is because they literally just, like, left me. And I like that. Also, the post credit scene was maybe my po- favorite post credit scene they've ever done. I I really <laughs> loved it, and it's got me so pumped for Captain Marvel. I'm so excited for that, and I'm excited to see the role she yeah. plays in that, too, because, like, why did Nick Fury page her? Like, was it just, like, to take a risk? Like, maybe, she wa- maybe she's totally safe, and he knows he'd, she'd be safe. Maybe he just, like, was like, fuck it. Like, she might be gone. I'm in a hurry. Got to page someone. But, like, yeah, the fact that he paged Captain Marvel is just so fascinating to me.
0: Yeah. So, uh, one quick thing I want to talk about, and everyone's pretty much talking about the most heartbreaking moment in the movie is so everyone had disappeared into Ash, except for uh, Spider-Man's just starts like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel good. And he starts like, he's, he, he like falls into Tony's arms. And he's like, I don't want to go, please, please. Like, I don't want to go. And then he says like, I'm sorry. And, um, so like I was reading some people kind of predicted why he took longer. Um, like, do you want to hear this, Jess? Like why he didn't like disappear as quickly as other people did?
1: Sure. Yeah. I was kind of wondering about that.
0: So, um, Spider-Man has always, the character has always had this thing called Spidey sense, which is like basically like, like a little bit before the danger, like a thing goes off, where it's like alerting him that there's something going on, like he's in danger, something's going to happen. Um, and so, like we saw that moment, And it was in the trailer where he's on the school bus, and like it shows a close up of his arm hairs sticking up. Um, like, do you remember that scene?
1: Yeah, I watched the movie. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was in the tra- <laughs> like.
0: Well, I just was, I was well, like, there. It was such a tiny little moment.
1: No, I saw the trailer. It was too. such a tiny moment. <laughs> I'm just, like, letting so, you talk. But like that's why I'm not like, yeah, I remember. Because you're, like, going into it. So, But, yes, I remember all of this. I know <laughs> no. about the spidey senses. Yes. Proceed.
0: Okay, well, so basically what they're saying is the reason why all of a sudden he started saying I don't feel good is they think his spidey sense was kicking in, like, and, like, he knew in his gut, like, feeling, like, he literally was dying. And, like, that's why, like, it was almost like... It didn't. It was still going to happen, but like the reason why he started feeling sick and like falling was because it was his spidey sense going crazy and just like crippling him. Like holy shit, so much danger! You're gonna die. So even more heartbreaking than it already is. That's <laughs> like this is a 16, 15 – This is like a fifteen, sixteen year old kid, like it, like in his idol's arms, like like begging he doesn't want to go because uh, like he knows he's gonna die. And yeah, like if that doesn't tug at your heartstrings, like I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. Like it is it it is such a big moment. I think it just makes up for some of the other characters like Falcon or or Black Panther that it's so quick. It's like, whoa, what? And then him doing that. It's like, oh, no, this is happening. Mm -hmm. This is real. Like heroes are dying. Um, So I, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, that someone was predicting that that's kind of why he took longer. Um, So, real quick, Jess, do you want to have any quick predictions on either Captain Marvel or Ant-Man and the Wasp or just things leading up to Avengers 4? Just like, what uh, you know, do you think people are going to die? Like, any quick, like, you want to plant your flag in the sand right now and then a year from now we'll look back at this and see if we still have the same predictions
1: it's like a fanboy time capsule um (laughs) hmm. i well i'll state up front i really don't care that much about ant-man and the wasp so i really have no predictions or thoughts on that so we'll just push that aside Captain Marvel, I don't know much (sighs) about her to be able to predict anything, but I'm very excited for that movie. Um, And I'm really interested to see the role that she will be playing in the next Avengers. Um, And, yeah, I'm just excited for that sort of story to play out because Captain Marvel is going to be coming out before the second, non-second Infinity War, right?
0: Yes, so the way that the the next Marvel movies go is in July, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, February is, uh, just like when Black Panther came out, February is going to be Captain Marvel. And then I think that's going to be in theaters all the way until the end of April slash early May when Avengers 4 comes out.
1: So what I think is probably going to happen is we're going to have... Like, almost going back to, like, the Marvel roots, having our origin story and introduction into this character and then bringing her into the Avengers. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. I think she's going to be a part of of Avengers 4. So I'm excited to see that play out. Um, I think that most of the characters that died in this movie will not stay dead in some way. Um, and I don't know how or why, but I just... I just feel like they're not going to stay dead because Marvel has money on the line. But um, I do think there (laughs) will be some sort of bigger sacrifice, though. No matter how they have to, like, fix this problem, I do think someone big may perish as a result of trying to fix it. But honestly, like, I'm out of the prediction business because I... I was not, ex- like, holy shit. Like, my predictions were all wrong, like I said, except for Loki. Um, and again, like, my prediction for Loki wasn't even accurate because I didn't think they'd do it so ruthlessly and so quickly. Um, so I just feel like I can't even predict anymore, And it, but in a good way. Like, I'm glad my predictions were wrong. I'm glad I didn't see anything coming. I'm so glad I was, like, surprised. Yeah. Like, that's fun. It's like, why I like Marvel movies. So... Yeah, I I don't know. I have no idea what's gonna happen in a good way.
0: Yeah, I um, just real quick. I, I was kind of reading up on Ant Man, the Wasp, and Captain Marvel. So Ant Man and the Wasp is supposed to take place right after Civil War, and I think it's gonna lead up to Infinity War. Because uh, one thing we never mentioned is Ant Man, Wasp, and Hawkeye were not in Infinity War. They were, like, the only, like, Marvel Avenger characters who weren't involved in which, uh, you know, there was an offhanded comment that basically they were on house arrest because they had families, and, like, that's the deal they took with the government so that they wouldn't have to be on the run. Um, So I definitely think that they're going to be a big part, uh, especially Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, as we get closer to that movie, I think I'm going to make Jess watch the first Ant-Man, and we're going to talk about that uh, sequel coming. But uh, as for Captain Marvel, that, that that movie's supposed to take place in the 90s. There's been set photos that were released where... Uh, Nick Fury, played by Sam Jackson, has both his eyes. <laughs> He's not in the eye patch and like it's in the 90s. So uh, I'm really interested in how they handle this Captain Marvel character because the big thing that everyone loves to ask, like with all the solo movies and then the adventure movies is anytime like the world is on the line, they're like, well, why doesn't another hero come help? You know, like, they pretty much, like, anytime, like, in Winter Soldier, they're like, where's Iron Man? Where's Thor? You know, or in Ar- Iron Man, where's Captain America? So um, I think because Captain Marvel, I know very little about her character, but she is a cosmic, as they say, character who is going to be flying to different planets and whatnot. I, I think they could very easily come up with an, uh, an idea that the reason why she didn't help is because she was off helping other people around kind of like guardians. Like that's why they weren't is because they were off doing other stuff. So, uh, it's very interesting. Like you said, to end with him paging her, like why he's paging her this time, but he didn't page her for the battle of New York or for Sokovia. Like maybe she wasn't like, maybe something happens in this movie that like, she was incapacitated. She was hurt. Um, but My only big prediction for Avengers 4 is, so they introduced this whole time thing, uh, uh, this rule with the soul stone that you have to sacrifice someone you love to get, you have to sacrifice a soul for something with the soul stone. I have a feeling that it's all going to be about the Avengers trying to get the infinity gauntlet or at least some of the stones. And there's going to be a moment where either Captain America or Iron Man is going to have to sacrifice a soul, someone they love in order to get the soul stone to stop Thanos. And I think they are going to have to kill the other one, like in a sacrifice, uh, kind of like where they did in this one, where Scarlet Witch has to sacrifice vision in order to try to destroy the, uh, the mines, mind stone.
1: No, I can't remember I which it's stone. Not, vision it's had. not mind stone. Cause mind stone is the Tesseract. <laughs> look at me yeah, i'm an expert right. but i can't remember what to,
0: Whoa, uh, but i think it's mind Stone
1: <laughs> too because it's in his head so i that's what but it's not it's not mindstone but whatever right whatever but so, i think you're right i that's think that's my... like a good prediction i would not necessarily mind if iron man has to sacrifice pepper pots i'd be fine with that fuck her uh, <laughs> she's the worst
0: But they, the like one of the first scenes in this movie was him talking about wanting kids with her, and they they're engaged now. I think it's going to be a moment because like Captain America, no offense, doesn't have much to live for. I think Iron Man's going to have to sacrifice Captain America to uh, save the universe, and Iron Man's going to have to hang up his boots because he's going to have some little Tony Starks running around, um, and he's going to have to kill Cap. And I think it'll bring everything back because. One of the big things was in Civil War, they broke up. And in Infinity War, Captain America and Iron Man never share a scene together. They never even speak. Um, you know, Hulk is the one who talks to Tony and then talks to Cap. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those characters come back together to try to save the day. But, wow, Jess, it's funny. We talked about Infinity War for almost an hour and a half, and I feel like there was still... Way more we could have discussed.
1: (laughs) I know. I feel the same thing, and I feel like there's so many nuances and pieces we forgot. But God, it's just so. There's just so much. I mean, really. And like I said, I just saw it last night, so I'm still processing like all the little pieces. Uh, God, it it was great though. I mean, I I loved it. I think it was epic. I think it lived up to the expectations it put out there. I. I just loved it. I loved the build-up to it. I think it was satisfying to see it play out. I I was happy with it. There's, like, literally only one thing I didn't like about it, and that was Gwyneth Paltrow, and that's just because she sucks. Like, they can't, they can't help that. Like, that's not their fault. Like, everything else, like, literally, I don't have any other complaints. I think, I mean, it sounds like it because I yeah. did, like pick apart like some pieces like gamora and thanos's motivations but like overall i really did love this movie and i was so entertained by it and so blown away by it and just the scope of it is incredible i just i did love it and it's gonna be one that's like unforgettable too especially just like how big it is and such a reaction and the fact that it's already made so much damn money like this is such a groundbreaking movie for us
0: yeah, I agree. I, 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 even though, like I said, we talked about certain things like the fake out of some of the people dying and the different motivations of characters and some uh, whatnot. Yes, uh, some people are going to complain. Some of the characters weren't used as much. But I think, as we said, handled great. And um, there's not much to be disappointed with. Um, and I'm just really excited to see how it all ends now. Um, because what's crazy about movies like this, where it's sort of a part one and part two is, will this next one live up to this one's expectations. Will it it be just a giant act three? Like, what is it going to do? Be, I mean, some people joked that this felt like a giant act three, but I was like, no, this was like a giant act one and act two, but also act three because of all the action. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see where things go for these next few Marvel movies leading into like a new, probably phase slash tenure of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And like you said, just a groundbreaking, it's already broken records. First weekend worldwide, it's made, at the moment we're recording this, 630 some million dollars worldwide. And it hasn't even been released in, I think, China and Russia. And it's only been the first weekend. So, <laughs> like, and... Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see how much it rakes in because a lot of people, like myself, are doing repeat viewings. I've already seen it twice. I'll probably see it at least one more time in theaters before it leaves because it's just such a big spectacle movie, and it's just something that only comes around like once or twice a year, like a Star Wars or other big-time movies like this. So, I think for this week, in honor of this epic movie of Avengers Infinity War, we should do an LO of the week, but uh, the biggest LOL we had for Avengers Infinity War. Um, Jess, I'm going to go ahead and give you mine, and and hopefully I'm not stealing yours, but uh, my biggest LOL was... And this is actually something I heard part of the joke the first time, but it got such a big laugh in theaters that when I saw it the second time, I heard the second part of the joke, and it just made me laugh even more, which is the part where um, Thor is meeting the Guardians, and basically um, Thor says, like, oh, well, the two Infinity Stones are with the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and... um, like, the Guardians are kind of like, who is that? And uh, Mantis is like, like Kevin Bacon? Because Peter Quill loves doing 80s references, because that's the last time he was on Earth. And then the part that really got me is Thor goes like, maybe, I don't know. I haven't seen them in a while. Maybe he joined. Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> he, like, like he the fact that he hadn't heard of Kevin Bacon, he's like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people have Which is funny, because, like, he hasn't seen them since uh age of ultron which was you know a few years ago and the fact that he's just like i don't know like a lot of people are joining maybe kevin bacon did like he doesn't know and just like the layering of that joke where it's it's showing you peter quill's character thor's character mantis like it just was beautifully written and uh So many LOLs in this movie, though, Jess. What was your biggest LOL of Avengers Infinity War?
1: Well, yours was a good one. That Kevin Bacon joke and then the second part of the joke were hilarious. And that scene in general, like... Thor and the Guardians, they had a lot of really awesome jokes that I found myself laughing a lot at. But, like, my favorite LOL in Infinity War was towards the end when they're having the big battle in Wakanda and things are not looking good and Thor busts in with his weapon and Bruce Banner just yells, Ha ha, you guys are so screwed now! Like, I I thought that was amazing. <laughs> I thought that was so epic and so great. And it was just, like, so funny, because that's, like, what I was thinking, too. Like, Thor busts in, and we're like, Yeah, Thor, he's coming in, he's gonna kick some ass. But, like, it was just just so epic to have, like, that little bit of commentary. Like, just, like, ha, you didn't even know. You don't even know it just hit you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Hulk was very funny in this movie because uh, like, it was a lot of Bruce Banner and not a lot of Hulk. And uh, I, I loved his moments like where he just he couldn't turn back into the Hulk again. He's just like, oh, you big green bastard. You know, there was so oh, much God. humor
1: in this movie for being a movie that's literally about like half the universe potentially being destroyed it was a really funny movie like there was a lot of really good jabs in it and just like good joke liners it was it was great there was so many good laughs
0: yeah i think it was balanced well because there are some mcu movies where i get a little annoyed that i think they overuse the humor uh like dr strange and uh you know some of the older movies like it felt like all right you're Laying it on a little thick now. But, like, I think they balanced it great because all that shit that's going down, you got to uh, keep people happy, too. You can't depress them too much. Um, so, yeah, guys, that was our reactions and review of Avengers Infinity War. Oof. Like I said, we probably could do a, a part two just on this movie alone, not even about our predictions for Infinity War uh, part two. But, um, Jess... Where can they find you on the social medias and what would you like to plug?
1: Well, on social medias, Twitter and Instagram, I am at justquaz. And you can check out my blog, Unsolicited Opinions, on WordPress.
0: Awesome. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at ThePros, T-H-E-P-R-O-Z-E. It's also my Instagram. Entertainment (laughs) Buffet has tons of fun stuff coming out of this world, coming in June for shows Check out the tickets that we have links all over all of our social medias. So don't miss those shows at Stage 773 in Chicago. And yeah, follow Entertainment Buffet on iTunes, subscribe, all of those things as usual. And just a usual shout outs to Friends of the Show, Movie Trailer Trash Podcast, and The Shelved Podcast. Um, there's been talks of potentially trying to do a crossover, a podcasting crossover event with them sometime down the road.
1: I can't believe we have a whole year until the next big Avengers right? movie. That's wild. And I <laughs> Don't have... Don't
0: worry, Jess. We...
1: I have a whole year. We have man and
0: the Wasp. Oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> Jeez. And we have Solo. We have so many great... We have Jurassic World. So many great movies oh, in between. Oh, goodness. Can I just say I am actually excited for Jurassic World to come out so I don't have to keep watching that trailer? I'm like actually like <laughs> like actually I'm like okay June, yes, Jurassic World. I never have to see it again. Oh god. But That's funny. We have a whole year yeah. to prepare to talk about the next Avengers and I feel like I need to like prepare to talk to you about MCU because you're such a bleeding fanboy. That I feel like I need to like bring it, so I'm gonna have a whole year to fucking <laughs> prepare for our next chat of MCU. But until then, uh, well, I'm
0: <laughs> by no means am I an expert, uh, but yes, guys, uh, please follow, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. We're gonna now that we, this big movie has come out, we're gonna be start jumping up to new topics. Please contact us. Um, or leave us reviews. We'd love to do some episodes that you would like to hear about. Maybe you're not a Marvel fan. Maybe you're not a fan of Game of Thrones and stuff like that that we nerd out over. But that's fine. Tell us what you nerd about, and we'll talk about it on future episodes of the podcast. Is that
1: the end? Is that <laughs> we, that was? I, well, I, was I, I good. don't know if you'd no, say that was like. A good ending. All
0: right. That that someone is. Someone is not. Someone is knocking on the door. Is that... Gammy Quaz, what do you want? <laughs> I just want to say that Gammy Quaz, you need to come near the microphone. <laughs> oh my God. I, I just want to say to all the children out there that uh, I, I have, because I'm from the future, I have seen Infinity War 2, uh, and by God, you're in for a treat. Wow, uh, giving us a sneak preview Of Avengers 4, Gammy Quaz. But
1: she's (laughs) such a stupid old bitch. She doesn't even know it's not actually Infinity War 2, Grammy Quaz. Get it right. God damn it. You suck. You crazy old senile woman. It's clearly not Infinity War 2. (laughs)
0: Yes. Signing off. That's Jess and Gammy Quaz. I'm Brandon. (laughs)
1: Let's end this now. Bye.
0: Yes.